Well, a lot of people think frogs and toads are very different, but uh, toads are actually just a type of frog. Much like um, newts are a type of salamander, uh, toads are a type of frog. They're a more terrestrial frog. Um, their skin is more resistant to drying out. They're often very good at burrowing into the ground. Um, and they're just, they're more well adapted to life away from the water than most frogs are. One of the interesting things about amphibians is the breadth of diversity uh, in terms of what they look like, where they live. Uh, and so amphibians can be um, so unusual that some have uh, an adaptation where they lay the eggs on the back of another. And so the eggs are actually incubated right in the skin of another individual. Um, other unusual amphibians are those that are extremely toxic. So a lot of people may have heard about poison dart frogs uh, and newts, for example. Those are both types of amphibians that are known for their high levels of toxicity. Yeah, I think often in environmental circles, we overuse the term uh, canary in the coal mine. But I think amphibians actually fit that example quite well. Uh, amphibians are called amphibians because of their dual life. They live part of their life in water, the other part of their life on land, hence the amphibian uh, name. And so when amphibians are present, it often tells you that the water quality is good as well as the quality of habitat uh, and the terrestrial habitat as well. Sometimes when I talk to the public about amphibians, I will get you know, very blunt questions about, well, why should we care if frogs disappear or why should we care if salamanders disappear? Um, in many ways and in many ecosystems, amphibians are important keys in food chains. Um, in my own study systems here in Southern California, uh, as frogs begin to disappear, without a doubt, I've begun to see snakes disappear. And we all know that there are certain animals that depend on snakes. And so you do get this domino effect. Um, so in addition to their important role as uh, members of food chains, um, they also are probably harboring undiscovered medicinal uses as well that we should be aware of. Um, amphibians uh, also, both the adult amphibian and frequently the larval amphibians as well, uh, consume a lot of insects. Uh, so adult frogs eat a lot of flies, eat a lot of mosquitoes. But what a lot of people don't understand is that salamanders, the, the larval stage or the tadpole stage of salamanders, are carnivores, unlike tadpoles, which are herbivores. And those tiny little salamanders are feeding on other tiny animals. And those animals are often uh, mosquito larvae as well. Yeah, I'm excited that uh, the Long Beach Aquarium uh, has a, an exhibit on amphibians. Um, I've been studying them for over 30 years, so it's a particularly um, favorite group of mine. I'm biased. But uh, it's got a nice breadth of uh, species and animals represented in the exhibit. As always, the exhibits are very well done. Uh, the animals look like they're in their natural habitat, in their natural home. They're sometimes hard to see, but that's how it is in nature as well. Um, I spend a lot of time here in Southern California as well as in Argentina and Costa Rica looking for amphibians and they are always hard to find. They're always hard to see. But the exhibit is incredibly well done and anytime we can get the word out about amphibians and 
uh, the, frankly, the tough situation they're in, uh, in terms of many, many species disappearing, uh, it's good news for us to get the word out.